Hello friends, and welcome to another episode of Crunch Time with Caitlin. In this episode, I'm going to be previewing the 2020 Cleveland Browns, and I'm also going to be previewing week one against the Baltimore Ravens. So, it should be an eventful episode, and I hope you stick around, and I hope you enjoy. Football is back, and man am I excited. Whew. It's been a long time. There's been a lot of buildup. No preseason games, no training camp for fans. Just whatever we could see on uh, building the Browns and on the Browns Periscope and on their YouTube. But man, finally, games that actually matter. Live tackling. Bitching about play calling. Bitching about, you know, not giving this person the ball bitching about schemes man it's it's all back and I am super excited for it so our Cleveland Browns as we all know had by new head coach Kevin Stefanski and new GM Andrew Barry built a really really solid team and I'm just gonna go right into it um going talking about the offense Baker Mayfield starting quarterback former number one overall pick we, we all know if he can't I mean he's the key to the season if and all he really has to do is to protect the ball. If he protects the ball, the Browns are going to have a ton of success. Um, they brought in Case Keenum to be the backup. They paid him pretty handsomely uh, to be a a solid backup. Um, it's kind of weird, you know, not to go off subject, but the amount of quality NFL quarterbacks that are backups... I mean, you look around the league, um, you know, Keenum is pretty solid, and he's a backup in Cleveland. Uh, Jameis Winston's a backup in uh, in New Orleans. Um, Mariota is the backup in, in Vegas. Like, there's a, there's, a, there's a decent amount of, you know, just solid quarterbacks. I mean, Nick Foles won the Super Bowl, and he's a backup in Chicago, and I don't know what that tells, you know, what that says about, him not being able to beat out Mitch Trubisky, uh, but you know either way it's it's kind of weird the quarterback position in the NFL. There's a lot of just solid players. Um, you know Ryan Fitzpatrick's always been super solid, and I think he's starting Week One for the Dolphins. Uh, they'll let Tua kind of sit for I don't know for a year, but you know just kind of let him kind of grow. I mean, he was hurt last year, but anyway, this is a Cleveland Browns preview, so. But quarterback play in Cleveland. Um, you know, Baker has all the tools to have a ton of success. Um, Stefanski's system should fit him to a T. All the stats say he's good at play action, and when the, um, when they're in formations with two tight ends. And that's exactly what Kevin Stefanski did. And, you know, looking at, like, last year, Stefanski had a ton of success with a very similar type of offense. Well, obviously, it's, like, the same offense. But um, two-star receivers in Minnesota with Diggs and, and Adam Thielen, um, a really solid tight end in Kyle Rudolph, and Dalvin Cook, who's a top five top seven running back in the league when he's healthy 
I mean, that's literally the same setup the the Browns have, and I think they have a way better. Uh, they have a better uh, two receivers in Landry and, and Odell. Um, I like Austin Hooper more than Kevin Rudolph. And Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb's, I mean, he's arguably the third best running back in the league. And Kareem Hunt is, you know, top 10 also. Like, my goodness. So, if Baker can't have success, I don't, like, we're screwed. And, you know, that it'll just mean that, um, you know, he's not who we thought he was. But I think, I mean, man, if, if Stefanski could get can go to the playoffs and win a playoff games with with uh with Kirk Cousins then I think expectations should be pretty high for um for the Cleveland Browns offense because I think Baker Mayfield is way more talented than Kirk Cousins and the skilled position guys the Browns have um around him is way better than what Kirk Cousins had in uh had in uh Minnesota. So that's what I think about the quarterback. Um, you know, if something unforeseen happens and Baker gets hurt, you know, Case Keenum is, I think, solid enough to be a game manager and, you know, just do enough to maybe not lose us games. Now, hopefully we don't have to worry about that, but it's something that we all have to keep in the back of our minds. Now, running backs, they have three right now. Um, obviously, Nick Chubb, amazing. Number two in the league in rushing last year. Should have been number one. Um, Kareem Hunt signed a two-year extension, so he'll be here in a Cleveland Browns uniform for the next three seasons, um, this season and two more after. Nick Chubb, or we all know how great Nick Chubb is, um, but the importance of Kareem Hunt, whether it's a third down back to catch the ball in the backfield, to spell Nick Chubb at times, um, to even be the number three wide receiver at times, I think, I think Kareem Hunt is going to play a major, uh, just be a major focal point in this offense. Um, because, I mean, shit, we've seen him last year in, in the limited time. I mean, he was a lead blocker at times for Nick Chubb. Um, he was playing, like, some fullback. It's just, it, the Browns could be really creative, really, really creative with, with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb in the backfield. Um, Dearness Johnson ended up uh, being the number three running back. Um, the Browns are going to utilize a fullback, Andy Janovich, who they traded a seventh round pick from the Bron- to the Broncos for him. Um, so yeah, all that being said, I mean we we know how talented that running back room is. I mean it's the most talent in the league, and I- I'll make the argument the the Browns skilled position guys are the most talent are the most talented um, in the league also. Um, just as a total, and, you know, having, being able to get the five best skilled position guys out there at the same time in Chubb, Hunt, 
um, OBJ, Jarvis, and, and Austin Hooper. I mean, not match any of those guys up with any other five skill position guys on and any on any other team. There's there's nobody. There's no one. And um yeah, so transitioning to the receivers, we all know OBJ and Jarvis. Two da- I mean, really two down years for both those guys. Maybe not Jarvis. He had like 88, 88 catches or 80 something, over 80 catches, um, over a thousand yards. Um, but OBJ obviously played hurt all year, um, still managed over a thousand yards. Just crazy, like <laughs> how the Browns went six and 10 last year. Didn't really know what they were doing week to week offensively outside of the first 15 plays. Yet, just put up massive numbers. <laughs> I mean, if you really think about it, Nick Chubb was number two in the rushing, was in number two in rushing yards. Um, OBJ and Jarvis both had a thousand yards each. I mean, it's just pretty hilarious that that. I mean, when you just have that much talent, you can just put up those type of stats. It's it's pretty funny, I think. Um, and now that's why, like like I just said. Looking at this offense, there's no, like, our ex- expectations for our offense should be extremely high because of, A, what they did last year with the lack of guidance, and B, just the scheme that the Browns are going to have this year and how it's going to fit almost everybody, like, to a T. I mean, those play actions are going to set up deep bombs for OBJ and, you know, oh, you, how are you going to cover... OBJ and Nick Chubb and Austin Hooper and, you know, Jarvis Landry. It's just like, man, pick your poison for for the Browns. Now, I think early on the Browns will run the ball a lot, but, you know. So, but going, again, apologize for ranting and going off on little tangents. Um, but sticking with the wide receivers, OBJ, Jarvis, we already knew. Um, Higgins is our number three receiver. Uh and then our other three receivers, um, Cadell Hodges, who played really well last year, um, was a really good special teams guy. Um, he made the team over uh, Damian Ratley, who it just sucked for Ratley because he was always hurt, it seemed like. Um, JoJo Natson, uh, again, another special teams guy, the Brown sign from the Rams. Uh you know, probably your punt slash kick returner early on in the season. And then, um, and then sixth round pick Donovan Peoples Jones also made the team. I don't know how much run he'll get early on, um, but, you know, I expect him to. I don't know. You know, thinking about it, yeah, I don't really know how much run he's going to get, especially if the Browns are going to run the ball a lot early on. Um, He's a he's a giant threat in the red zone. Um, he gets an excellent punt returner. But I don't know how much they want to throw at him without actual game reps in the preseason under his belt. So I could see him being inactive the first you know few weeks. So it sucks, but it is what it is. I think eventually that draft pick um, picking him up in the sixth round is is going to be a huge value, and I think. Um, I think 
the sky's the limit for him because he's he's got all the talent in the world. And I think finally being in a scheme in the NFL that will allow him to flourish and hopefully it's a consistent scheme um, with a consistent quarterback play, like I said, he's the sky's the limit and he's going to be really, really good going forward. Now the tight ends, Austin Hooper, Mr. Consistent, and I'm the more so going back to when they first signed him, I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. A tight end we have in Joku. I was like, why do we need another one? And why are we, why are we paying big money for him? But really, Austin, I mean, Austin Hooper, all he does is catch the ball. And if he could be the security blanket for Baker. I mean, you just you just love it. And like I said, Brown's running a lot of two tight end sets, a lot of play action. Hooper's going to get a lot of targets. Um, <clears throat> and Joku, I don't know what, they, what they're going to do with him. Um, obviously, he'll get probably a lot of run early on as the number two tight end. But Harrison Bryant has been the standout of this training camp. And who who we got in the fourth round, a uh, tight end. <clears throat> and um yeah, I think I think Harrison Bryan is gonna be really, really good. Um and I think by week five or week six, Harrison Bryan is gonna be the number two tight end, um, if not sooner. Because as talented as David Njoku is, he struggles at catching the ball and blocking. And you're a tight end, so it's like dog come on catch the ball or at least do one of those solid you know be solid at one of those things um and then the last tight end um initially the Browns had five tight ends but they ended up cutting uh Ohio uh Northeast Ohio native uh Farrell Brown um Steven Carlson is the number four tight end and uh obviously I think um I, I think he played really well at times last year as a rookie. Um, he's just solid. Just solid. And really, that's all. Like, tight ends, you just gotta be solid. Um, so, yeah. That's the skill position, guys, on the offense. Uh, going to the offensive line, um, Jessica Wills at left tackle. I think he's the biggest question mark. Um, man, transitioning from right tackle from right tackle in college to left tackle in the NFL is is difficult enough, but having no game reps, um, obviously he, you know, in camp he struggled a lot. But with the, basically the Browns having the best um, offensive line coach in the league it with Callahan, um, and him helping a trans, like the transition from right tackle to left tackle in the past with, um, the Dallas Cowboys left tackle, uh, I think, it, uh, Smith, I think his name, I can't think of his first name, um, but, but it's happened before, um, there's gonna be growing pains to the left tackle with, with Dredrick Wills, but at least, you know, when he struggles, you know, like, he's, he's gonna get better, um, Unlike if you put Kendall Lamb there or Chris Hubbard there. Like, if they struggle, you, you already know. Like, they're just them. 
Wills, he'll grow into the position um, in a zone scheme. You could scheme up, like, protections and shit like that. Two tight ends, you could always keep somebody in to block and help on that side if need be. Uh, With a fullback, same thing. It's, it's, It's not as... Um, we shouldn't really worry about it that much, but I think early on it could it's going to be a focal point that defenses are going to attack on the Browns. Um, left left and right guards, Joe Batonio, Wyatt Teller. I mean, they're really solid. Joe Batonio is a Pro Bowl left guard, one of the best left guards in the league. We already know that, so um. We don't have to worry about that. Same thing with right tackle. Uh, Jack Conklin, the Browns signed to a a mega three-year deal. Um, again, we, we all know. He's arguably the best right, ta- right tackle in the league. So, um, and, and he fits the scheme. He played under it last year. He helped Derrick Henry lead the league in rushing uh, last year um, in Tennessee. So, uh, r- really, the, the question mark, more going into the early weeks is is center. Uh, J.C. Treader had his knee scoped. Um, he prob not sure if he's gonna play a lot week one um, or if at all early on. Um, I would probably say just let him rest the first couple weeks. Um, we gotta play the long game, especially if this team aspires to make the playoffs and and all that stuff. Um, you know you don't want him coming back too soon, re-injuring his knee uh, or hurting his other knee because he's overcompensating or whatever. But J.C. Treaders, I mean, he's crazy. He played on a high ankle sprain, I think, his entire the entire 0-16 year. I mean, like, dude just doesn't give up. And um, he's a savage. And I'm, I'm a huge fan. And I think... Um, I think early on, because of the injury, it could be a question mark. Um, if he's hurt, they're going to play Nick Harrison, the fifth-round pick rookie out of uh, Washington. Um, so far, he's been really well. Uh, from what I read, he's transitioned to the NFL and to center really quickly. And, um, I mean, I think he's your center for your future. Um, maybe not, obviously not or me. Not immediately because, you know, whenever J.C. comes back, he's going to get his job. And maybe not next year, but um, in two, three years, I think uh, Nick Harris is your, is your center for your, for the future for the Cleveland Browns, which is exciting. Um, you know, you want those, even those later round draft picks, if, can, if they can develop into solid NFL starters, especially on your offensive line, I mean, that that's awesome. And if you could spend... You know, you're you're more valuable draft capital on on skilled position guys, um, the better. And uh, so yeah, I think Nick Harrison is going to be pretty solid um, when he plays. I think he'll play better than Jedrick Wills early on as rookies. Um, but center when J C Treader's healthy, we all know how great those basically four fifths of the offensive line is really Jedrick Wills is the major question mark. And he plays left tackle, which is like the premier, you know, position. The Browns spent a, the 10th overall pick on him. Um, but there's a lot of upside. Obviously, 
and uh, we just have to be patient. And that's why I think early on the Browns will run the ball a lot. They'll move the pocket with Baker a lot, and um, kind of they won't set up Wills to fail uh, as much. I I trust this coaching staff more than I did last year. You know, imagine Jedrick Wills playing left tackle um, in the Brown scheme last year where, you know, they were in shotgun a bunch and they were just basically having Baker sit in the pocket the entire time and waiting for guys to run open instead of, you know, scheming guys open. Um, So, yeah, the Browns offense, uber talented. I mean, we all know this. I'm not saying anything we don't already know. Um, Transitioning to the defense, the front four is, I mean, that's where all the talent is on the defense. Um, I mean, Denzel Ward's arguably, if he has a really good year, he's going to jump into the top eight, top seven uh, cornerbacks in the league. Um, But that front four, Miles Garrett on one end, Olivier Vernon on the other end. Sheldon Richardson, who I think was um, the most, the the best player on the defense last year from start to finish. And then Larry Ogunjobi, um, who's entering his contract year, and I feel like is destined to have a really good year because, again, it's a contract year. And I don't, I'm not sure the Browns will sign him long term, but, um, yeah, it, Larry has a giant ex- incentive to play extremely well and to play because I think I, I've, I think I've said this before with Ogunjobi I mean he showed a lot of flashes in his rookie year uh, early on in, in 2018 he played really well and then the second half of 2018 and last year I just felt like you know I, I wanted a bigger step forward for him and it just really didn't develop but I think um, I think this year it 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 can it could definitely happen. We all know how great Miles Garrett is. He signed an, his extension, a, a five year extension worth um, I think it was a hundred and twenty five million dollars. I mean, we all we all know. Um, Olivier Vernon is super solid. Hopefully, he can stay healthy. Um, if not, the Browns signed Adrian Claiborne, who. I mean, he is really, really good as a kind of alternate um, pass rush defensive end. I mean, in in limited snaps, he's never really been, or I don't think he's been like an every down type of defensive end. But I think last year he had like six or seven sacks. And he's always pressuring the quarterback. Um, Just think of like the attacking front four at times of like, either Richardson or Ogunjobi along with Claiborne, Garrett, and and Olivier Vernon. Like, man, those guys. Whew. That's one hell of a pass rush. And the Browns could get to, you know, a lot of these quarterbacks, man. You know, pressure, you know, pressure causes turnovers. And if the Browns could turn the, you know, cause some turnovers and and uh, more than they did last year, I think the Browns' defense, um, I think the whole team is going to uh, have a lot of success. Um, the linebacker play, I mean, I think it's still arguably one of the worst in the league. Um, 
They have guys like uh, Tay Davis, uh, BJ Goodson, and Sioni's Taki Taki. Um, Mac Wilson is out for, I'd say, re- I think it, they said six to eight weeks, and that was like a week ago. So he probably won't be back until October, maybe beginning of November. Um, but they signed um, Malcolm Smith, who just a savvy vet, Super Bowl MVP uh, when he was with the the um, when he was with the Seahawks. Um, played in a whole bunch of similar schemes. Um, just just a really good football player, and just one of those veteran guys that I think the Browns really needed. Um, Goodson, really, I've really no, I really don't have any expectations for, you know, this linebacker core. Um, they're going to play a lot of sub and, and nickel packages anyway, so just don't fuck up. Just tackle, just be consistent and tackle. Like, that's, that's all I need from the linebacker core. Um, rookie Jacob Phillips, I think, is going to get a lot of run this year um like I said maybe not early on especially with a lot of these you know you have more veteran guys um but I think towards the end of the season someone like Jacob Phillips could uh, could really be a you know you're you're starting one of your starting linebackers um and like I said just just tackle just tackle that's it stop the run Tag all the guys in front of you. Just play your lanes. Just don't be just don't be stupid. And, and I mean the bar is so low when it comes to tackling and linebacker play by the Browns. I mean, outside of Joe Schobert the last handful of years, like like that's always the one thing the Browns always struggle at is tackling. It's like Well, what the hell? Like you're playing defense. Just tackle the goddamn you know, whoever has the ball. It's not that hard. Well, maybe it is, but you know what I mean? It's just very frustrating. Um, transitioning to the defensive backs. Obviously, Denzel Ward is a good to great cornerback already. And entering his third year, I think he has a shot to really you know, show that he's um, one of the best corners in the league and set himself up really well to get paid um just today Jalen Ramsey got a crazy extension he's now the highest paid cornerback um getting north of 21 million dollars over five years like that's just like congrats to him because he got paid um outside of Denzel Ward, uh, I think Greedy Williams is going to be the breakout player. As long as he stays healthy, he's going to be the breakout player for the Browns. Um, he might be one of the more important players for the Browns. Because uh, Denzel Ward's probably going to follow um, or, you know, shadow the other team's top receiver. So that means whoever's that number two guy is going to get thrown at a lot. And I think... You know, greedy has, greedy at times played really well last year. I think schematically it wasn't always the best um, for him. And even for Ward, 
Um, but Greedy, I think he excels at man-to-man. And I think if he can just cover the number two guy, I think he can really show out and prove that he... Um, prove that he's a really... Like, he could be a really, really solid starting cornerback in this league. Um... Other quarterbacks, uh, Kevin Johnson, he's, I think he had a lacerated kidney or liver or something crazy like that. Um, I don't know if he'll be ready week one. Um, the Browns are only carrying, like, five cornerbacks and really only, like, really only four because Tavier Thomas plays, um, mostly special teams. So, um, I don't know if, or actually, no, they they have, they have six, they have six, um, but Johnson's obviously was banged up, Greedy was banged up, um, Terrence Mitchell was, I think they, I mean, god damn, I think they were all banged up at one point, um, I mean, if the Browns had to go into week one with, with Terrence Mitchell and, uh, Greedy and, um, and Denzel Ward, I'm alright with it, um, you know, it's not ideal, but, you know, just, you're just hoping for no injuries, because the Browns are really thin at cornerback, um, safeties, I mean, losing Grant Delpit to the Achilles injury, I mean, that, that's a, that sucks, because he was going to be a, a really important player in this scheme, um, but, the Browns go out and they trade a fifth-round pick for Ronnie Harris, the uh, strong safety from the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think, um, obviously, it's a schematic fit, not just for this year, but for next year. Um, it gives the Browns some insurance, not just for this year at safety, because the Browns also signed Carl Joseph and Andrew Sadejo, but going forward... Um, the Browns, they don't necessarily have to go out and spend an, another high round pick on his safety or even spend a lot of money on whether it was re-signing Carl Joseph to, uh, to an extension or going out in free agency. Now they have Ronnie Harrison and Grand Delpit for next year. So it's, um, you know, for the future, the safety position is really solid. Um, for this year, Sadejo, Savvy Vet, Carl Joseph, former first-round pick. Um, when he's been healthy, he's produced. Harris, obviously, I expect him to get a lot of run early on, um, even though he was just traded here. Uh, uh, Redwine, I think, played well at times, too, last year. Um, you know, the the defensive back... Becks, they're not, I think they're just solid, um, they're middle of the road, and if you're in the right place at the right, at the right time, you never know what's gonna happen, um, but like I said, the defense is gonna, everything is gonna rely on getting pressure to the quarterback and forcing turnovers, and, um, if the offense could put up points like they should other teams are going to be forced to pass the ball 
and then you just kind of pin your ears back and get after the quarterback. And the more pressure, you know, pressure ain't always going to make diamonds. Pressure is going to force turnovers in the NFL. And, um, and I think that's how a lot of the Browns wins are, are going to happen. You know, they're going to, um, they're going to maintain ball control on the offensive side and in time of possession and they're going to score. Um, and then they're going to force teams to throw the ball a lot on them. And, um, yeah. And that's where, you know, you just attack, attack, attack. And that's why I'm super excited. Uh, mentioning special teams right quick. Um, Austin Seibert, you know, you just hopefully he could kick the ball well into the dog pound. Um, hopefully he could fix the... The, the um the missing the extra points because man it seemed like he missed he was good just normal field goals but like those extra points man like especially in a year where you don't really know what's gonna happen um like those those extra points are super important and he can't be missing those obviously our punter Jamie Gillian um the Scottish Hammer. We know how much of a badass he is. We know how great he. I mean, I mean, he's really, really good. He's really, really good. In another year, um, kind of learning the trade as an NFL like punter and just as like a punter in general. I mean, the sky's the limit for that guy. And uh, you know, our return game, like I said, JoJo Natson is probably gonna get a lot of the run early on. Same with Dearness Johnson on kick returns. Um, you know, the the the, the Browns had talent on all sides of the ball. And um, I expect them to do really, really well this year. My official prediction, I, I think they'll go um I think they'll go ten and six. I think they'll split against Pittsburgh and Baltimore and sweep uh sweep Cincinnati. So that's that's four wins right there. Um, I think they'll win against the Giants and the Jets. That's two more wins, so that's six. Uh, Jacksonville, that's seven. Um, let's see, the Colts, that's eight. Uh, Washington, that's nine. And that would mean they would have to win one of the games versus either the Cowboys, Philadelphia, Houston, or Tennessee. And if you're as good as you think you are, those, I mean, you got to win one at least one of those games. Now, I think they could win two of those games. If they, and, you know, they might end up losing. Maybe they'll lose both games to, um, maybe they lose both games to uh, Baltimore. You know, because that, that's extremely likely. I mean, that could happen. Um, I don't think it will. I think they'll split. Um, but yeah, my official prediction, 10-6 playoffs. Um, probably not AFC North champs, but definitely, especially with the extent, with the extra wild card spot, I think the Browns are, yeah, they gotta be a playoff team. I mean, they're just too talented to not to. I mean, they went 10-6 and six last year. They lost to shitty teams. 
like really shitty teams. I mean, they lost. I mean, Tennessee week one was not the Tennessee that went to the AFC championship game. So they, sh- I mean, they should have beat them. I mean, that game was a one possession game going into the fourth quarter. They lost to, they they were up big against Seattle and they just shit the bed. Um, they lost against Denver. They lost against Arizona. They lost against Pittsburgh with their third string quarterback. I mean, completely unacceptable. Um, I mean, we all know this. Um, just rehashing. But just knowing that they're all on the same page going going this year, I mean, 10-6, and six, I think, is extremely reasonable. 9-7 and seven is extremely reasonable. Anything, if they're not over 500, it, it's a failed year. And that probably means Baker Mayfield struggled, which probably means he's maybe not the quarterback of this team going forward. Maybe he's... Maybe the Browns will deal with it next year, but I think um, I think they might. I think it's time to panic if they aren't over five hundred at the end of the year. Um, unless you know, unless Baker gets hurt or if somebody of true importance gets hurt. Um, but yeah, ten and six, over five hundred playoff team. I don't think that's crazy to to expect from from this team. Just looking at the roster, looking at the scheme they're be running on offense and defense, um, yeah. And I mean, it, again, it's it's fitting that like this team could be really good, and there's gonna be a limited number of fans in the stadium due to due to COVID. Like, of course, that's a typical Cleveland thing. Um, but the ratings will be super high, and. Uh, so yeah, ten six Cleveland Browns. Transitioning to Week One against the Baltimore Ravens, I'm just gonna flat out and say, I'm gonna go with my heart on this one. The Browns are gonna win twenty four to twenty. Week ones are always weird, um, especially no um, no preseason, no live tackling. You know, we know both teams. They they're both run heavy teams. It could be a really quick game. Um, it, it's supposed to thunderstorm Sunday against the Ravens. I mean, there's um, and and like I said early on, the Browns are gonna rely on their running game, and this is where Nick Chubb can have over. I mean, I think they both could have close to a hundred yards, both Nick Chubb and um. Cream Hunt. It's just um. I think I think this this team is gonna come out and, and surprise everybody. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic this week. Um, the the I mean the Ravens' defensive line is I mean it's stacked. I mean they they go out and they, they get Calais Campbell, but their linebacker play is really young. And a little too aggressive at times. Uh, their cornerbacks are really are really good with Humphreys and um, Marcus Peters. I think Peters at time. I mean, I don't want to say he's <clears throat> like over the hill or anything, but maybe he's not as good as he once was. Um, but 
Humphreys is really solid, really good. Um, I think they're starting a rookie free safety, so maybe they'll be susceptible to the play action and the deep bombs. Um, but again, a healthy OBJ, I gotta pick him over, over Marlon Humphreys. I gotta pick, you know, as Jarvis Landry over or over Peters, and, and even if that's a wash, and then Austin Huber, I mean, against a a inexperienced linebacking core. I mean, man. I mean, it's just, it's just again, every week, it's just set up for the Browns to have success on offense. As long as they, they hold on to the ball, as long as they don't do anything stupid, and, and I mean, that'll be on Baker and his decision-making. Um, but I expect them to run the shit out of the ball. And, yeah. If the Browns want to win... Just run the ball. Play some fuck you AFC North football in the rain. And like let's get after it. Like I'm I'm excited. And same thing as it goes for the Ravens on offense against the Browns defense. I expect them to run the fuck out of the ball. Um They have um, obviously Lamar Jackson is, is uber talented as as a runner. Um I, I'm sure they're, they're I'm sure they're expecting him to develop more as a passer, um, but they have him. They have Mark Ingram. They have rookie J.K. Dobbins. As Ohio State fans, we know how talented Dobbins is when he's healthy. Um, like they're they, like they like they know what's up. Um, really, their offensive line at times is I think is gonna be. Um, is going to be tested. Uh, no more Marshall Leonda. I'm sorry, my dog's in the background snoring. Um, Yonda, he retired. Um, I think their starting right guard is DJ Fluker, who's I mean he's he's a solid NFL guy. Um, obviously, Zeus Jr. at right tackle. Ronnie Staley, he's always really solid. Um, but I think the Browns at times. Our front four against their offensive line, though, I think at times they're gonna have they're gonna have a lot of success. Um, again, it's really gonna come down to the the Browns linebacking core against the run game. If they can't tackle, I mean, <laughs> it could be a long day for both teams. It could be a really quick game, and it could be a really long game for both defenses, because I like I said, running early on. Teams don't really know what to expect. Um, thund- you know, thunderstorms, rain. I mean, man, no fans. I mean, it. I mean, it's gonna be like a backyard football game where two teams are just gonna beat the shit out of each other. Um, but I think it'll come down to you know ball control. And I, of the <clears throat> of the main running guys for Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, uh, Mark Ingram, a rookie, J.K. Dobbins, I I trust I trust I trust Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt more than I do those guys. Um, and I mean we seen it last year. The Browns had some timely turnovers against the Ravens last year. And they ended up beating the shit out of them. And 
Um, I think the game plan is going to be pretty similar to to what they did. And I expect the Browns to take care of the ball. Um, that's why I said 20, when I say 24-20 is my official prediction for week one for the Cleveland Browns. And that'll do it for this episode of Crunch Time with Caitlin. You can follow me on Twitter at Caitlin No C L E. That is Caitlin K A T L I N Nose K N O W S C L E. Um, there's gonna be a lot of content on, you know, on Crunch Time with Caitlin. Uh, there's gonna be obviously previews and reviews of of each bronze game. Um, there's still gonna be the weekly Indians recap. Um, both those all those episodes are gonna be probably fifteen to twenty minutes each. Um you know, it, it it's nothing too crazy. Uh, I don't want to put out too much, like, hour-long content for a preview of a Browns game or, or a review of a Browns game or even, like, you know, talking about the Indians. Um, and then there's also going to be, you know, normal long-form discussions about uh, sports and all that stuff with, with guests and there'll still be UFC previews and... Um, you know, eventually we'll get into NFL or not NFL, NBA draft uh, talk and all that fun stuff. So, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Crunch Time with Caitlin. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at Caitlin No CLE. That is Caitlin K A T L I N Knows K N O W S C L E. Um, make sure you like and rate and all that fun stuff on wherever you listen to the podcast, whether it's on Spotify or apple podcast or or anywhere and i really appreciate all the support um whether it's a retweet whether it's a a listen whether you listen for you know in five ten minute segments you know what it 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 doesn't matter i i truly truly appreciate all the all the support and um i'm just super excited for this brown season and the amount of content i'm gonna you know put out And uh, I hope you stick around. And like I said, like I always say, I hope you stick around and I hope you enjoy.